Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of Queen Made of Light, the podcast, and I'm your host, Sierra Lee Harris, and today's guest is none other than Brittany Nicholas. Brittany has recently been seen in Mean Girls on Broadway as part of the original Broadway cast and the Out of Town tryout. Her other credits include Billy Elliot on Broadway as a swing, Billy Elliot first national tour as a swing and dance captain, and Matilda first national tour as the swing and children's dance captain. She has also appeared in Mamma Mia aboard Royal Caribbean Cruise Lines as Lisa and a principal aerialist, as well as Bye Bye Birdie at Godspeed Opera House. Okay, so I invited Brittany on this episode to talk about her faith and how it influences her and everything she do, everything she does, and how she balances is that with her acting career. But before we get into that, I would love to hear your story on your very extensive career as a swing. So let us know how you got started. Okay. So I started out as a competition dancer. I'm originally from Virginia. Um, and with competition dance, you learn all the styles and you go and you compete um, on the East Coast. And I met a judge at a competition that said, I think you would be great. You should try New York out. Um, And so being that I don't have performing arts or I didn't have performing arts at my high school, I said, cool, this sounds great. I can go to New York. I can be around people that like to dance and sing. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I started doing auditions during my senior year of high school and it was Mostly just to get my name out there and get my face out there. And um, I just started getting callbacks. And then I eventually booked the national tour of Hairspray as Little Inez. Mm -hmm. Um, I was not 18 at the time. And so I couldn't do it. Uh, They tried to emancipate me. They asked my mom if she could be my guardian. I have two younger brothers. Mm -hmm. Um, And so it didn't work out. But because of that, I asked my parents, I said, can I take a year off between high school and college Mm -hmm. and see what happens? So I went to New York, hit the pavement for a year, auditioned for everything. Didn't know what a type was. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Just went in for everything. Because I was like, I get to sing and dance in front of these people. And uh, this actually ties into my faith because the day of me having to leave New York Mm -hmm. I was on a bus and I remember just hysterically crying Mm -hmm. and I said I failed I wanted this really bad I thought that it was going to work out um and my mom was like well you can always go back just go to school get your degree and it's not going anywhere so I had enrolled in community college and I ended up getting a call saying that I had booked um a regional gig in Wisconsin for the Christmas season. So the goal was do that for Christmas and then I'll start college in January. Okay. A week later, I got a call to audition for Billy Elliot. It was an appointment, invited call, right? Uh, my mom was like, well, you have to go, you know, cause they asked to see you. So I think they're really interested. So I went to this invited call, ended up getting a call back for the week later, went to the, uh, final callbacks with like all of these kids. Now I didn't know much about Billy Elliot, um, but it was me and basically like age range, maybe like six to eight to, you know, 16. And it was an all day thing. It was cut after cut after cut, probably the longest audition I've ever had in my entire career. 
Um, and then I remember at the audition, they said, if you were to get this, would you be able to move to Chicago? And I said, yeah, sure, sure. You always say yes. Not freaking out watching a bit. And <laughs> so I went to Wisconsin to do my regional theater gig. And then the, the first day of tech, I got a call from my agent being like, you booked Billy Elliot. Um, and I remember calling my mom being like, what should I do? I've already registered for school yeah. and everything. And she was like, well, you take it. That's what you want to do. That was your goal. So you take it. Um, and they were the first to hire me as a swing. Wow. Had no idea what I was in for. I was like, how old were you? I just turned 20 at the time. Wow. Um, and I took it and the rest is history is, you know, I've been, working ever since because of that yep it was like the call the call that changed my life right that makes sense you know yeah Mm -hmm. and from the get-go your parents were like yeah this is what you're supposed to do this is what you're gonna do it'll find you maybe not right now and that's a crazy thing too to be so young and to have like seen the glimmer of the light and to have to shut the door you know what I mean? Like, I feel that way about, like, young people who go on to The Voice or something. And then they're like, I have a friend who went on The Voice, got really far, and then went back to high school. <laughs> she was like, I want to live a normal life, you know? But it's like, if you had it then, it'll just be even better by the time it's it's ready for where you are in your life. So mm-hmm. that's freaking crazy. Yep. And with Billy, the story with that, I just feel like I just have just all the crazy swing stories because... Yeah. <laughs> Um, so the creative team now, you know, Billy won 10 Tony awards, right? Massive. Yeah. The creative team, the Brits, if you've ever had a chance to work with anyone from the UK, they're very strict. They believe in tough love. Their shows are brilliant because they, they have a way of, of working where they just expect so much out of the people that they hire. But they do that because they see something that we don't see. You know, they're like, we know what you're capable of and you're capable of so much more than what you think. And I will never forget my first swing story with them was um, I, uh, it was first preview, first preview and the kids do a warm up, and I was doing a warm up with them because I'm like, I'm going to warm up. The show is hard. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And one of the girls that I cover literally rolled over her foot. Now she's running in front of me. I saw it happen in slow motion. It's one of those things where you're like, Oh, Oh. over her foot. Yeah. And, And PT was like, she's not doing the show tonight. Oh my God. And now this is the swings hadn't had rehearsal at this point. We basically were just watching and taking notes um hadn't worn any of my costumes none of my shoes like none of that and it was like Brittany you're going on and I'll never forget Peter Darling who's the choreographer looking at 20 year old me being like okay good luck like that was it Um, and just the panic but also I think because of my faith I I panicked and then something in me was like you wouldn't have been given this job had you not been able to do it yeah mm. so like yeah I was like God basically was like you do what you can I've got the rest and I did the show flawlessly not even to be conceded I made one mistake I remember the one mistake and it was yeah, like of course <laughs> you, know, you know I should have went I should have waited two counts like yeah, yeah right but I was in all the right spots I never ran into anyone just mm. in front of this entire creative team Ugh. um and then from there they that's when they added more tracks they were like okay so she can do the she can cover the adult 
um, when it came time to Broadway, they were like, who do we know that can pick up the choreography? Flew me out for Broadway. I rehearsed for a day with the dance captain, and then I was on that night. Um, they're the same people that did Matilda. So when Matilda came around, they were like, who do we know that wow. can learn quickly and dance captain? It, it just kind of just, I feel like that moment also solidified all the stepping stones um, to get me to my Matilda journey. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's like, you know, it's hard to explain because swinging is, is such a panic driven yeah, <laughs> you know, and and I would be lying if I said I didn't get nervous. We all get nervous, but there is something about me because I know that there is a greater power in me mm-hmm. and above that literally will do the rest. I do what I can, yes. and you know, God always comes through. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, and so I do. You know, it is one of the things that has helped me in my swinging journey a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, I'll be freaking out on the inside, but on the outside no one no one knows you know Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um yes that was my billy elliott story Mm -hmm. that's yeah yeah entire team and i was very it was like sink or swim you know because they also are so cutthroat that if they hire you and it's not working out (laughs) they will quickly to be like you know what it's not quite working out we're gonna find someone else yeah yeah they're they're you know they, they work with you, but they, they just have a very high standard from everyone that they cast. Yeah. Well, when you were explaining your the story about the girl rolling her ankle and going on, like, the first thing I thought was like, oh, yeah, I firmly believe that God gives his toughest battles to his strongest soldiers. Like, that day he was like, you don't think you're ready, but you're ready. Like, only yes. you. You're the only person in this room who can do this, and I'm yes. you're doing this today. Yes. And you, from that moment, like, okay, so first of all, being a swing, like, you are magical. You are magical. You are magnificent. And you have to, like you said, it's so panic-driven. And there's so much that's on your shoulders. And the biggest part of it is you're about to do this whole production, and the majority of the people watching you have never seen you do it. They actually don't know how much of the material you've retained. They don't really know how sure you are. All they have is your word. Yes. And, and, you know, and they, and that's why I think you've been able to make such a successful career out of it because that day you won everybody's respect and everybody's trust. And they were like, okay, well, we know she can do it. We know that if something happens, we can rely on her. And that's why I have to say this so much because I think swings don't get nearly enough credit because you guys are literally being asked to do the impossible. Every yeah. Time you go on the impossible and you fucking say, okay, I'm going to do it. And here's what it is. And that's the end of that. Yeah. And what's crazy about it is I remember, um, you know, I was super young. I was 20 at the time. Mm -hmm. I'm in a show where people have like covered Sutton Foster. They've had years on years of careers. Um, And I remember after I went on, one of my castmates was like, do you realize how high you set the bar for the other swings? For real. You were the first one to go on? what you just did and I'm like I don't I was truly just trying to not (laughs) anyone and for them to be like you know we saw that they saw that I could swing before I saw it you know and I just wanted to at that time make sure that they knew you know that I was good at what I did and that they didn't make a mistake and hire right (laughs) I was thinking about I'm like what type of standard what type of I don't even know just 
do what they what they saw in you that you can do. Yes. Ooh. Yeah. yeah. That's really great. That's really helpful for like, you know, like imposter syndrome. I know for me, once I got Dear Evan Hansen, it didn't take away my insecurities about being in Dear Evan Hansen. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, it was so hard for me to be like, oh yeah, I got this job for a reason. I had to like grow the confidence to be like, they gave you this job. You know, God wouldn't give you something that you couldn't handle. You're supposed to be here. Like all that stuff. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So in terms of faith, I feel like the older I get, the more my faith and my spirituality becomes such a personal thing. Um, especially as an actor, I find myself somewhat hesitant to share. I think the church has obviously some negative concepts to it. Specifically, a lot of gay people are not affiliated with the church for a lot of these reasons. And a lot of my family and very close friends are gay. And sometimes I find myself like, oh, if I mention God here, is that going to be weird for this person? Is that going to alienate them? You know what I mean? Especially when I think about it on my Instagram and I noticed that you talk about God on your Instagram, you share beautiful quotes, like you share songs and things like that. And I'm like, Oh, that's so awesome. Like she's experiencing exactly what I'm experiencing. We're like, she's got her own faith and she's like, yeah, I'm going to talk about it. Yeah. So how do you as an actor navigate your faith in conversations? Do you find yourself not wanting to bring it up? Or are you confident about bringing it up? And, and also being on tour, like, how did you keep your faith being in like random situations? Yeah. Yeah. I think that, so I think right now I'm just very comfortable in myself and who I am. And I know that I just would not be here. Me personally would not be here had it not been for my faith. Now, I think in order for, for me to have gotten to this point, I did have to take a moment to step away from it. Um, because, you know, I grew up, so my mom grew up Baptist, like Baptist Christian and she's Southern, which we all know Southern Christianity, it's a whole, to me, I'm like, this is a whole other breed of, of faith. Yeah. So we would go to church and everything. And, um, we would go to the church where the pastors are like screaming at you. And I would be there as a child, you know, they're falling out because called catching the spirit. We, they're falling out. And me as a child, I was just so panicked by all of this and I didn't understand it. Mm -hmm. Um, And so there was a part of me that I was like, I don't like this. Mm -hmm. I don't don't like this. And when I, um, when I like actually became an adult, I like stepped away for a minute because I also at the time wasn't exposed to um, people of different uh, nationalities, people of different um, backgrounds. I wasn't exposed to that. So I stepped away. Um, and I think that the business helped me a lot because I then met a lot of people that are gay. And I said, hey, they're, they are just like me. They're lovely. Like some of my closest friends are just, they're just loving people. And it just helped me meet so many different people and I think that it was important for me to do that because in meeting those people I said okay faith is important to me but then I can now do faith my way too it's not like a, a version of like what you think you know and what you think you have to do um and so I think collectively like the business has helped me 
uh, come back to my faith. The, the turning point for me was I was in Broadway. I was in the Broadway call for Matilda before it went to Broadway. And I had done all of this work for Billy Elliot. And they, they cut me first round. Wow. And that was devastating because I'm like, here I've spent like all this time um, and I'm not there. And I remember I, I like broke, I broke down. I was crying for days. I was devastated because I was like, my original Broadway cast, like what's happening? Um, yeah. And all I did was turn on gospel music and I just started to feel better. Mm-hmm. And then that was like the full circle moment of like, hey, remember when you like, started this and you knew that you couldn't do it without God, you still can't do it without God. (laughs) So that kind of brought me full circle. Um, And then I was like, and then that's when I said, okay, let's do it my way. Then I have music that I like. Um, I found, okay, Theo, sorry. Um, Working from home. I found churches that I liked. That and I'm like, you know, if I want to praise God in a trash bag, I'm gonna do that. Yep, because that is who I am, you know. Um, and that helped me grow as well. And even now, um, I if I go to a church that I don't like, or if I hear a pastor that I don't like, I just don't do it. I'm like, you know, this isn't what I like. Um, so I think it was just finding who I was in my faith versus what my parents were trying to like make me become and who I am as a person of faith is I have all of these beliefs and I love Jesus with all of my heart, but I also love people. Mm-hmm. And I know that we should be kind to everyone. And I always say, I'm like, you know, it is not my job to judge anyone mm-hmm. because that that's not who we are as people. So I've just kind of, yeah, you know, I don't want to say that I've like just changed how I think about faith, but the business has definitely helped me incorporate a lot of things that I think people um, of Christianity don't experience. Yeah. A lot of it I think is fear of the unknown. It's like, why do you not like that gay person? Oh, cause you don't know them. Why do you not like this person who is, who it's all, where it's all the same Jesus, but just because they don't worship the way that you worship, why do you not like them? Because you're fear of the unknown. So, you know, um, I do a lot of reading and just, just things to keep me, keep, you know, to keep me learning and to keep me growing and everything, you know, I still have my fundamentals, but I think branching out, has definitely helped me in my faith (laughs) a lot. So -hmm. many, you said so many things that I resonate with specifically, like you had to kind of leave your faith to come back to it, to basically build it yourself. And I think that is, I did the exact same thing because I think that's why, and I I treat churches kind of like master classes now where I'm Mm -hmm. like, you know, I'll get what I need to get out of it. And if I, nothing resonates with me or if I don't agree with it, I leave it at the door. I like, I enjoy church because I enjoy community, but you know, sometimes there are churches that I don't fully believe in everything that they believe in. Right. And so there are things like that, that I'm like, okay, I'm going to leave that at door. And my faith is based off of love. God is love. Love is God. And I want to share that with everybody else. You know, it's not about sexuality to me. It's not about 
individual, like it's really just about loving people, accepting people, whatever. And, yeah. and I grew up in a Christian household in a Christian school and faith looked like one thing. So mm-hmm. I had to get rid of that to figure out what that was for me. Um, and I think that's, that's how I feel like it has to be so personalized because mm-hmm. I think faith-based church, faith-based or whatever I'm trying to say, faith that's based in the church, I think can be ostracizing to people. So I feel like that's why we all, I feel like we have similar stories as other people where we felt like we needed to get away from it a little bit because it's like, like Issa Rae has, or not Issa Rae, somebody else has a whole interview about how they stopped being Christian once they became an actor. And it was because she couldn't find the line between like gay people. (laughs) The girl who, who Who did um, chewing gum. Oh, she didn't show you. Oh my gosh. Oh my God. Is, is there her name Michaela? Mc- yes, it's something. Wait, wait. I don't want to get it wrong. Wait. Let's see. <laughs> What's her name? No, exactly. I have the same. Michaela Cole. Yes. Michaela Cole. Michaela yep. Cole has a whole interview about this, and I resonated with it so much because she thought that religion is so beautiful and her and she thinks believing in god is beautiful and then she was like okay wait like so what's this whole discrimination thing against gay love what's that about and she would have meetings with her pastor to be like can you explain this to me why don't we why don't we appreciate this whatever 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 and she was like i just felt like no one could give me concrete answers and she's like i like directness and i like honesty and that's when i realized i couldn't be a christian anymore Mm. and so that's why I think a lot of people also like don't say I'm a Christian. Like I had a conversation with another friend who's bisexual and mm-hmm. she's having a hard time joining her bisexuality in her faith. And something I said to her is like, you know, what if you just said, you know, I believe in God. I believe in God. I believe in a higher power that loves me and loves everybody else. Yeah. That's a more community way to get people to believe in something. Right. You know, and doesn't ostracize people because sometimes you think of church, you think of Christianity and you think of all these negative aspects to it. Yeah. Yeah. And to me, that is the, I mean, for me personally, it's, it's interesting because like God and love is the basis of it. Right. So mm-hmm. it's interesting that we as, as Christians have like, kind of interpreted it our way and it's like okay so if you want to make that argument about the gay person then like why are you over here like having affairs and doing god knows right (laughs) no i mean (laughs) that's a whole other thing too a whole other thing right like we don't need to get into that but (laughs) it's just like it's yeah and it's interesting too because this is well you know we'll do like a quick side thing but it's just interesting too with the this past election yeah right and just the amount of bible preaching on um the internet and i'm not one to judge anyone but i was just kind of looking and i'm like who are you to judge certain people mm-hmm. but not yourself i don't understand which like i said before is none of our is none of our jobs to judge yeah. anyone anyway yeah yeah like that's not what that's not what we're supposed to be doing no so like, you need to go take a look at and that's another thing too. Yeah. yeah. People who use their faith and their commitment to going to church every Sunday to judge other people. Like, are they actually learning anything or believing in anything? Or is it really just like, I know that if I go to church every Sunday, I have this stamp on my back that's saying I go to church every Sunday and everyone knows that about me. So we likely think that they are better people than we are. I once had a partner 
who was very religious. And I, and I was attracted to that because I, I was like, oh, wow, he's really committed in his faith. But mm-hmm. at times he would use that against me and he would use it as some form of superiority over me. And it wasn't, I didn't get this idea of like, hey, I really love God and we should love God together or whatever. It was just kind of like, yeah, God's talking to me and God wants me to do this. And I don't know if you're going to be a part of that life. It was stuff like that, that I'm like, this just doesn't make me want any relationship with God or any relationship with you. Because the right. God I know, isn't going to use people against me. He's not going to use things like that against me. You know, so I think that's a whole other thing too. I think Christianity has been weaponized now as well. And that's why I think more people are doing what you and I are doing, which is making it more personal. Mm-hmm. Because it's like, at this point, I don't feel like I can talk about it with other people without it becoming an argument because so many people have distinct opinions about what God is. You know what yeah. I mean? Yep. Um, but yeah, I mean, there are like so many elements to it and so many facets to it because I think, especially with like Trumpism, I think in the past five years, we've watched it being used in such a negative light, yeah. you know, that it almost, it's ostracizing people and making people not want to to find God. You know what I mean? And that's really hard to see when you like want to talk about it and don't feel like you're really in a space where you can talk about it with people, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, but my next question for you is like, so what are things that you do? Like, well, you kind of said this already, like you read your books, you listen to your gospel music, but what are like really things that you use in your life, um, in working on your relationship with God and things that influence, influence your everyday life? So, um, what works for me is I, I mean, you know, like you pointed out, I use Instagram a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, and Instagram is something that can actually be very toxic. And especially if you are in the industry, you know, it's, I was constantly comparing myself and just doing all of that. And then I said, hey, um, while there's all of that going on, like look at some of these people who are putting out inspirational things. Mm So I, so I like tried to gear my social media into stuff like that, that can actually feed my faith and feed my emotions. Because like I said, for me, it's very hard to, to do anything without faith. We're in a whole pandemic. We don't know when Broadway is coming back. We don't know any of that. Like I could be going nuts. So I have a system now where um, I write a lot, I have a journal and I, will write my concerns for the day for my career out on paper um and then when i do that underneath that i have a section of quotes so if i see something that um resonates with me i'll write it down um and then now what's really cool is everybody has a podcast um, sermons are online mm-hmm. now, so there's just so much access. So I have a playlist of gospel songs that I love that are just very familiar to me. I have that. If I feel stressed, I'll listen to that. Um, I also um, have a podcast that I listen to. Her name is Real Talk Kim. And what I like about her is she is A, a female pastor, B, She's been through divorce. She's been just all the things that like 
Christians are like, no, 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 she's been through it and she's come out on the other side. So I've, I have tried to, I don't want to say seek out, but I'm, I gravitate to, to those types of stories because I'm like, Hey, she loves Jesus and she's also a normal person. Yes. She's a pastor and she's a normal person. So she has a podcast that I listen to while making breakfast. Um, Mike Todd, I listen yeah, to like his books. Um, I I, sh- I wish I could say that I read the Bible. Yeah, but that is a work in progress. For all of us. I do have a Bible. I do have a Bible, but I I do better digesting with like podcasts and just yeah. quotes that that stick out to me. Um, yeah, and I will say it's something that I work on every day. Yeah. And I wouldn't be human if I said, oh, I get up every day and it's perfect. I am the perfect God-loving Christian. Like, there are days where I will be mad mm-hmm. and I, I don't want anything to do with Jesus today. For that real. is very natural. <laughs> yeah. Actually, you know, I'm mad. Like, God, yeah. you know, and I get frustrated and I let myself have those moments, you know, and I just always... I know if I let myself go through those moments, I'll always come back. I think um, finding the balance of me having faith and then me being a normal person with emotions, like I said, has been super important for this whole journey. And it's a work in progress. Um, And it's interesting because, you know, I've had to go through the relationships that fail because Jesus wasn't in it in order to be like, hey, the next relationship I want, Jesus has to be in it. Yeah. I've been through the jobs or auditions where I knew, because you can feel like where I'm like, I'm going to do this by myself and Jesus is not in it. I'm going to tell you what I said the day that I went in for Mean Girls. Mean Girls to date was the biggest audition that I had, period, because I was on the road with Matilda and they allowed me to come to the final callbacks. Like everybody's been going in. Everybody's learned the combination. They've all been working on the sides. I went to the final callbacks and it was a panel of pe- I mean, Tina, all the people that are, of course, attached to it, panel of people. And everybody was trying to be at this show, like, at the time, in the show, at the time. Um, and I will never forget, put on my gospel music, and I knew, I was like, if you try and do this by yourself, you're going to panic. It's, too, it's way too much pressure. It's way too much pressure for you to try and do this by myself. And I, I literally said... Before I went in the room, I said, God, let them see you through me. That's it. That's all. I, I said, I can't do anything else. Let them see you through me. And when I tell you I went into that room and the way God moved them, like Casey started clapping in the middle of my song. I sang, I want to dance with somebody. Got up, started clapping. Like I went and did the first couple counts of the dance. He said, great. I, I just didn't have to do anything extra. Meanwhile, everybody, you know, there's so much pressure around you. And um, yeah, and I just realized that I'm like, everything comes from God. So why not ask him for help and ask him to give it to you instead of asking the creative teams to be like, I need a job, I need a job. Who does it come from first, Brittany? So that's all you need to do. Like, just say, you know, I know I'm a light. Let them see that light. And that's, that's literally what I said. And literally I got the call two, two hours later being like, is she available? Like, we're super interested. 
that was the easiest audition of my life. Not e easy with like the material, but just the most stress-free audition I've ever had in my life for the biggest job that I have had to date. Oh my God. Yep. See, that's, I mean, we believe in a God who is forgiving. We believe in a God who literally is like, like Mike Todd always says, he's knocking on your door. <laughs> you to let him in. And you're like, hold on a second. Like I have to clean. Like it doesn't look good. And like, no, I brought the cleaning crew. Like I always think about that. Like you don't, there's no right or wrong time to call on him. He wants to be there for you. He wants to move through you and give you everything that you want. And what a beautiful story. Like that makes me so emotional that you're like, I'm not going to ask them. I'm going to ask God. I really want this. Let them see you through me. Like that is it. That's exactly what it is. And that's so beautiful. That's like such a perfect way to go with your career, anything that you want, really. Like that's a beautiful way to, to walk through anything that you want in your mm -hmm. life. Um, wow, that's stuff. Did you know it'll eat you up? The comparison. Oh, eat you up. It'll. I've had so many auditions where I've bombed it because I'm like just trying to sing it how I think they want me to sing it, and you know. Yes. And yeah, and I was like, before you bomb this audition, you got to ask for help because it, it wasn't even so much about getting the job. It was we do so many things that are like stepping stones to the next part of our career. We all know Telsey is a giant casting mm -hmm. agency. And I was like, I can't ask to come to the final callback and then not deliver for them. They would, they are going to be like, why yeah. oh <laughs> did you take a chance on her? You yeah. know? Um, yeah. Yeah. So now it's, it is some auditions are better than others, mm -hmm. um, but it is something that I try to do with every audition. Mm -hmm. And then it takes, I think for me, it takes a lot of the, competitiveness out of it too yes because you know what's for you is for you and it's coming for you so i can go into a dance call and be like yes sis over there you're gonna get it and i know that that's okay if she gets it i'm gonna be okay it takes away all of that stress it takes away all of that competitiveness um because it always works out at the end of the day yeah mm -hmm. yeah and if you, yeah, I love that. Like, if you really believe that what's meant to you will find you, you never have to worry about someone. Like, there's no such thing as someone taking what was meant to be yours. There's no such thing. So you can always genuinely root for your friends and genuinely root for yourself. Like, yeah. that's been such a thing for me during quarantine, especially with, like, you know, nothing happening. Like, I remember at the beginning of quarantine, like, literally month two, people were booking TV shows. And I was like, what? I was like, how is that happening? What do you mean? Like, what should I be doing? And I did tell myself, I was like, oh, no, no, no. Like, God has a plan for me. And I'm going to say congratulations to that person and root them on, watch the show. And I know that what's meant to be will be meant to me because I'm going to leave with God. Like, that's so, I mean, that is, that helps, that's so helpful for anxiety. Which, yeah. by the way, it reminded me what you were saying about, you're like, I don't read the Bible. And listen, I'm going to recommend the Bible app to you. Do you know about the Bible app? Yes. Girl, it's amazing. And I was talking about it with my boyfriend yesterday because this is the perfect app for people who want to read it but don't know where to start, which is literally all of us. It's a humongous <laughs> book. And it we is. need someone to interpret it to us. And so this app literally um, has plans. Mike Todd has his own plan on it as well. It's like people who oh, are- amazing, okay. Yeah, people who are like um, pastors or musicians create their own plans specifically tailored to something that they feel like they can help with. So you can look up verses or plans about anxiety and you'll be able to get a whole seven day plan that gives you um, 
verses about what God thinks about anxiety, which I have one. It's like my favorite Bible verse and things like that. It just is super tailored to what you need. So it just makes the Bible look so much more attainable and understandable. Um, and what's cool about it too, is you can like do it in group settings. So like Kayla, Davion and I were doing Bible study all the time in the beginning of quarantine. And we would talk to each other on Marco Polo and like respond to how we felt about the verses. So it also is cool to have like community in it as well. Um, but anyway, get that app. It's a great app. Um, and I feel like my last question you've kind of answered, but I just want you to leave us with some words of wisdom about how you feel like God is constantly working through you as a performer, you mm -hmm. know, and like the way, like maybe part of what inspires you as a performer is because you know, you have a gift that is given by God and that you use to communicate, to express, to show love, to embrace and all those things. So, um, yeah, if you could leave us a little um, tidbit. <laughs> I think it's, it's, it's one of those things. And I think this also ties into like now me being myself, people know that God is a huge part of me. And so no one ever says anything about me bringing up my, my faith and you see it I have a shirt on God is dope I will wear the shirt I have all kinds of stuff that I went to the theater in um but I think it it makes it has made people very easy to talk to me and connect with me and a lot of people feel safe yes. um I had someone bring up the other day they were like you know you're an amazing dance captain you're an amazing um teacher because you have a way of being honest but it's not threatening like, I will tell you the honest truth about what you're doing, but it's it's in a way that's not threatening. People feel safe. Um, and so I think God is, like, using me as a vessel to just make people feel safe and at home, whether they are into faith or not. I, you know, they know they can count on me. Um, the theater, Mean Girls knew that they could count on me to, like, make whatever happens, you know, and people that are panicked a lot of times they will call me and be like I'm panicked like can we talk about it and and he's using me to connect with a lot of people that I would have never thought that I connected with you know because I'm like I don't have patience what do you mean um so yeah and I think that has helped me a lot in my dance captain um life because not everybody learns the same yep mm -hmm. it's, it's helped me reach people and teach them in the way that they can digest, but also still be honest. And so they know that they're learning the material correctly. Um, and then I think as far as like, like my relationships and my friendships, I, I'm just a much happier person mm. with God. You know, like when that anxiety and that stress is gone, I am able to be the light that I, you know, that I am. Yes. Um, and so, yeah, it's, it's been helpful. And, and like I said, it has helped my career. I've been any tests that I've given that have been given in my career, I've passed with flying co colors and I will say it to this day. It's not just me. It is God moving in me and the force of him behind me. That is basically transcending, transcending what I'm doing so that, it's easy. Yeah. Swinging is not easy, but for me, for some reason, it comes very easy and very natural to me. 
Um, oh my god! So yeah, and it's it's crazy too because um, the cruise ship, or the cruise ship that I did, I became an aerialist for them. And the crazy thing about the cruise ship is, um, I actually started out as an aerial swing. I didn't even know that they that oh you, but I covered people first. That's what I did. And one girl um, got sick right before show, and they were like, you got to do it. Can you do it? And I was like, yeah. So imagine, like, you know, having the heightened um, senses of swinging on the ground and then adding that to, like, in the air. Oh, my God. Um, It was one of those things where I was like, okay, you you wouldn't have been given this task from God. Like I said, not the greatest from God had you not been able to do this. And I did it. And like the entire cast was floored because they were like, I don't understand how you did it, you know? Um, and I'm, I'm just like, it's God, like it's not me. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's just something that has like helped me. And um, you've touched this, you've touched base with this because during this time there could be so much panic, right? Mm-hmm. Of I'm like, I'm not in New York, I'm not doing this, I'm not doing that. But I've also learned that if you, just are patient and you wait in faith he gives you something way greater Mm. you could ever imagine for yourself ever you know and so i'm just taking the time now especially with the pandemic to not be so panicked that i'm not booking or that i'm feeling like i have to work through this you know um yeah so i just think that it's given me just like a very strong base to be myself. And I think me being myself has helped a lot of people, whether it's directly or indirectly. Yes. Yeah. Well, to finish that, I was just going to say, in getting to know you in this last hour, you have such a quiet, humbling confidence to you that I realize it comes from your, your faith and your ability to rely on him. Yeah. Because they're so like, yeah, I know, I know my worth. I see someone who knows her freaking worth. And yeah. yet you're like, yeah, like I'm going to do what I need to do when I need to do it. And you seem very patient and calm about that. And it's really inspiring and beautiful. So thank you for talking to me today and sharing us, sharing with us your light and your advice and your wisdom and your joy. Like you have such a beautiful spirit. And I'm so glad that we got to chat today. Thank you. Of course. Yeah, so thank you for coming on the show. And whoever's listening, thank you so much for listening to another episode. And see you soon. Bye. Bye, guys.